Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. Father God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we just come before you saying thank you. Lord God, we thank you that this is a day that you have made, Lord God, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Lord God, no matter what the circumstance situation, Lord God, you are still worthy of all the praise, glory, and honor. And so, Lord God, I thank you for the word that you have implanted in my heart, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that it is spoken with clarity and understanding, Lord God, that from the littlest, Lord God, to the oldest, Lord God, that they may understand, Lord God, what the Spirit is saying unto the church this day. And, Lord God, I just give you the glory and honor. I take nothing for myself, Lord God, but I give all glory and honor to you. And, Lord God, I'm praying in the name of Jesus that this word will fall on good ground, Lord God, that we may go outside of these four walls, Lord God, and be the disciples, Lord God, that you have called us to be. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. So the title of the message this morning is, If You Have Judged Me to Be Faithful. This morning's message, as you have read responsibly, is taken from Acts, the 16th chapter. And the chapter, the, 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 the chapter starts out describing Paul's second missionary journey. In verse 19, God gave Paul a vision of a man uh, of Macedonia saying, uh, come over here and, and, and help us. And verse 10 tells us now that he had seen the vision immediately. Paul sought to go to Macedonia, including, uh, concluding that the Lord had called him to preach to those over there. And after describing their ship's route to Macedonia, the author says they arrived in Philippi. And after staying in the city for some days, it was uh, Paul's normal practice to seek out a synagogue to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And verse 13 reads that on the Sabbath day, we went out of the city to the riverside where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who met there. Whether this place of prayer was, a, was a, a proper synagogue or not is unclear, but the majority of, of the commentaries and, and that I read, it maintains that the presence and the role of the women that were meeting by this riverside would suggest that there were not enough Jewish men to constitute a proper synagogue. But I'm not saying that there were no men there. It's just that there were not ten of them that would constitute a synagogue. Verse 14 reads, Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira, who worshipped God. And the Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And the thing that I liked about Luke is that he has a, a moment of highlighting certain women. Because when I saw that, I was like, a certain woman, that means something to me. In Luke chapter 8, he said a, a certain, certain women, they ministered to Jesus. And, and then in chapter 24, he says certain women who went to the tomb where Jesus was. And here he highlights Lydia from Thyatira, a place famous for where purple cloth was made. Now, this purple cloth was expensive. And it took a lot of hard work because what I read was it required at least 10,000 of the sea snails to, to extract this deep purple dye. 
And then you had to sit it out in the sun. And then what I understand about it is you had to boil it. And then it gave off an odor. So that tells me Lydia was something serious. She was serious about her work. And, and, and because of the way that it was made, it was so expensive that only royalty and the wealthy, they the only people who wore it. But I like another thing about the way Luke introduced us to Lydia. He says, she is with, he didn't introduce her with a husband. That's hope for me. Without a husband and, 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 and not in a home. But he introduced her because of her business. And this is rare now, but it's refreshing to see that this self-sufficient, independently wealthy businesswoman has all that she has. Because Lydia was loaded, y'all. See, I pictured her like the Vera Wayne or the Coco Chanel of the first century. See, Lydia, she's savvy, y'all. She's self-sufficient. She carries herself with confidence. You, you, you know the type, right? You know, in, in this male-dominated world, she, she moves with authority. And, and authority granted to her by her position. Uh, she's a successful business owner. She is comfortable in the boardroom as well in the trendiest Philippians uh, boutiques. She owned a spacious home. It was large enough to accommodate Paul and his fellow missionaries, Silas, Timothy, and, and, and Luke, as well as her own household. Lydia had it going on, y'all. I don't know if you know, back then it wasn't like an estate, but picture such. And then picture Lydia, you know, just being that person. It's all right to be a holy diva, but you got to know how to carry it. You know, you got to carry it the right way because you still want them to see Jesus. But yet none of this stuff defined Lydia because Lydia's wealth, it didn't move her that way. What defined her was she was seeking God. And she had this desperate longing for a deeper spiritual experience with God, which I'm hoping we are thirsting for this morning. She, she had that hunger and thirst for righteousness. And now my Bible tells me that you shall be filled. So you got to be thirsty this morning. So is there some thirsty people in here this morning who have that hunger for the Lord? Because that's what it's going to take in these times that we're living in. We're going to have to have a hunger and a thirst for the Lord. And then I, I, I was reading in Jeremiah 13, 29, it makes this promise that God will always, always make sure that a person will find him when they seek him with all their heart. And there's a great reward according to Hebrews eleven six, 6, where it says, whoever could draw near to God, whoever draws near to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those that seek him. Even though... The Bible describes Lydia as a worshiper of God. Lydia didn't know the true and living God that we know. And what a privilege it is that we know a true and living God. But Lydia didn't understand who she was worshiping. You remember the woman at the well, the woman in Samaria? Remember her? She didn't know who she was worshiping, but she knew she was worshiping something. She worshiped really the best way she knew how. But, you know, I start to think about something. There's something about water. There's something about the movement of water. There's something about the flow of water that will move us to a different place and we will catch the flow of that water. 
that we would catch. I'm trying to go in the spirit right here. If we would just catch the movement of the spirit of God, then we will be those true worshipers that the Lord is seeking this morning who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Lydia, Paul says the Lord opened her heart to heed the things that were spoken by Paul. But the King James Version says that attended unto the things which were spoken by God. She not only listened, but she regarded with care the things that were spoken unto her heart. She, she regarded the word of God with care. How, how many of us are regarding the word of God with care? You know, you're treating it like that precious jewel, like that diamond. How many of us are treating the word of God that way? When we open our Bibles, we're just, our Bibles, we're just excited about the word of God. When we turn the page, something just leaps on the inside of us. Because I'm about to get into the word of God. And what the word of God will do and what Paul, what Paul found out with Lydia is that the Lord really, when he says that he opened Lydia's heart, he opened Lydia's intellect to perceive the things for which she was hearing. Because Lydia didn't really understand who she was worshiping. And, I, and it's, it's, it's kind of sad to say, y'all, and we better be real about this thing. Some of us are sitting right here in this church. And that we need the Lord to open our intellect. Jeff, we talked about that a little bit this morning in, 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 uh, in faith development. We need God to open our intellect. That's our heart. Because our heart, the Lord says in the word, there's nothing good about it. It's, 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 it's wicked. But the word of God can open our heart to the things of God. And then, see, this is the key right here, y'all. Then we can leave out of these four walls different than when we came in. Because if you don't perceive what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you, he ain't going to kick your heart in and try and open your mind to receive. That's why it's always important to say, God created me a clean heart and renew a rightful spirit within me. Because, see, I don't want to just come to church because it was a building. I want to come to church because the Lord dwells here. And I don't have to, don't get me wrong, coronas, that virus, don't get me wrong. God gives us common sense. God gives us common sense. But what I don't want to see is the enemy trying to alter the way we have church, the way we worship. Because you can see, you know, the things that we're saying, okay, it's good, but then there's some things that follow behind that. We don't give him that kind of power. We got common sense. Now, I'm not saying don't wash your hands. Don't do what has been ordained in this church. But don't go out of here living in fear. Don't call your neighbor and say, yeah, I'm fearful. We don't even have altar prayer no more. Don't do that. We don't live in that kind of fear, y'all. I was praying. And the Spirit spoke to me. He said, listen now, in Goshen, there was light. In Egypt... There was darkness. You know what I'm saying? So they let me know, and I just started to get my hands up, and I started to shout. I said, listen, you're trying to tell me what befell Egypt won't befall Goshen. So what you're trying to tell me in my spirit, don't get, don't get nervous, Nita. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. And that's what it is, church. We're going to be all right. But we got to look to the author and finisher of our faith. We can't look to CNN. CNN 
you're trying to get everybody fearful so you can run to Walmart in, in Tuscaloosa and find out if you can get a test. Because making Walmart ain't doing it. We don't have to live like that. We're better than that. We have the spirit of the most high God living in us. That same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead is that same spirit that is living in us. I don't have to live in fear. And because I don't have to live in fear, you know we're an example. Do you know we are an example? Like Lydia was an example to our household. We are an example to those children, that are children's children. If they see us living in fear, what do you think they're going to live in? They're going to live in fear. We can't live like that, y'all. We got to go with what the word says. And we got to open our minds to the things of God. I'm coming back with y'all. Lydia, she she believed in the message that she heard. She she trusted God. And, you know, as I saw where we, Lydia, she moved me immediately, it says that. Lydia said, take me to the water. I want to be baptized. Now that I know this Jesus that you're talking about, Paul, I want to I be baptized. I, I want to get to know him better. I want to get in a relationship with him. You, you know, it's something profound to me. We got laptops. We got apps on our phone. Back, they, don't, they didn't have what we have. You know, God has given us everything that we need to get to him. Who has an excuse? The Bible, you have an app on your phone where the Bible will be read to you. You can sit there and, and here, here it is. I just scroll, hit the sound button. I'm in Acts 16. And if I really want to get there, I'll go to Revelations. Because then I want to just see how I'm going to go ahead and shout right now. We, 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 we are without excuse. But one thing that I do like about when Lydia took that baptism, she took a, she took a step of faith. See, the Lord doesn't ask us to give up anything without replacing it with something better. While we are commanded to repent, we are also commanded to believe in Christ, which is far better. While we are exhorted to put off the old man and the deeds of the flesh, we are told to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Before we are told not to lean to our own understanding, we are exhorted to trust the Lord. In many cases, the Lord gives us things are 10,000 times better than anything that we give up for him. But when she was raised back out of that water, she was told that she had a new life, a new life in the Lord. And and Lydia speaks a brief brief expression that I found that took me to another level. It took away the social order. It took away the social rearrangements that that are part of our faith in Jesus Christ. She says these words, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my house. And, and, and the word goes on to say that 
in some, in some comment, commentaries, in some Bible verses, it says that Lydia, Lydia wouldn't let them go. She, like, she compelled them to come and stay at my house. Come and stay with us, Paul. But I start to wonder, okay, Lydia has shown you, Paul, that she is a true believer in Jesus Christ. But why is the hesitation there? Why, why is this woman still having to push and pull and beg you to come and stay at her house? Well, this is what I thought about. Lydia was a woman. Paul and the companions were Jewish men. And so they could have felt some kind of way about going to Lydia's house. And, and then I, I looked at something else, is that breaking bread was an important moment for the, for, for, you know, for the Jews. You didn't just sit at the table with anybody. But Lydia was thinking, listen, if I can share bread, you know, bread with you, then, you know, that could establish my faith with you and my trust with you, my faith in Jesus Christ, but my trust with you. And then I thought about what, you know, when Paul was talking to Peter, and Peter was, didn't, didn't want to eat with certain people, and Paul admonished him. Like, okay, now before these certain people came, you didn't mind sitting over there. But now that they come, you know, you're trying to what? Wait, you know, what are you saying? Did not Jesus Christ die for you? Did you not forget that, Paul? It just made me think. But one thing about it is, after much persuasion, they came, they came and they stayed with Lydia. And what I found, too, is that she was... She was willing to move all other things aside so Paul could feel, you know, like feel at home, feel welcome. But then I started to ask myself, too, are we really using the gifts that God has given us? I'm talking about beyond hospitality. Hospitality is something that we all should do, and we do that well because we have the college and career students, or we have those that are new members and someone within the church family will take them on. We do that. But there's more, though. There is really more. Because the Lord's eyes, it says in Second uh, Chronicles 16, 19, 9, it says that the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. He's looking, y'all. He's searching for those that will be fully committed to him, committed to the work. And that's why I think Lydia's story is significant and a testimony for us this morning that it is our desire, it is our, it's, it's our, it's our hope to be found faithful in the Lord. And see, the first thing that I saw that Lydia, I, I, I'm sure, I, I, I'm thinking in my mind, Lydia had to come down with a roll call of Paul telling them, okay, I was faithful over this Paul. I was faithful over that Paul. You know, look at my resume. You know, before you say no to coming and stay at my house. Look at my resume. You, you see I was faithful? And, and then it just started to dawn in my spirit how the Lord is looking at us. Those things that we are faithful over. The things that we are faithful over. That one thing Lydia teaches us that Lydia was faithful to prayer. She was devoted to it. Listen, going to that, that riverside, it wasn't no easy walk, y'all. Sister had to walk some distance. We got cars. We got a church bus. 
We got members who, are, who will come and pick you up. But sometimes we can find the littlest, I mean the little, small excuse of why not to be here. It's just the truth, y'all. But Lydia made her way down to that river every Sabbath. Now, Lydia, and, and the thing that I love about Lydia, you think Lydia cared about the money she was missing? No. She did not care about the money that she was missing. Lydia came to prayer. Lydia was there. And the Lord is calling us to be prayerful. In, these, in the times that we're living in, prayer is what's going to take. You can take anything else. I don't care. You can find you a, a leaf. You can find you a Tylenol. It ain't going to take. It's going to take prayer. It's going to take much supplication. Because the thing that I like about Lydia, Lydia broke down some barriers. When Lydia got baptized in that water immediately by being in prayer, Lydia broke down some barriers, y'all. How do we not know the Lord is calling us to break down some barriers in our prayer life? Barriers of homosexuality, which even runs rampant in our churches. Rampant, you know, crime. Our black men killing each other for no reason. You read on it, you, in the Macon Telegraph, and I'm sure you saw it on WM, a, a, a mother puts her son, her infant son, in front of, a, a, in front of a, a, a space heater. He says the heart of many will wax cold. Because we're in these last and evil days. But are we praying for these barriers to be broken down? We got to start praying, y'all. You got to be committed to your prayer life. If the Lord turns you over at 3 o'clock in the morning, there's something he wants to lay on your heart for you to pray for. When we have church prayer, it's a time to come on in. Come on in to prayer. Prayer is the only thing that's going to get us to that place. And the thing about it is, the Lord says that it's, it's a privilege. It's an honor to be able to come to the throne of grace and mercy. But so many of us run into the other things. And our prayer life is suffering. Our church is suffering. Because we won't get down on our knees or stand on your feet or lay prostrate and pray. God is looking for some praying people. And the thing that I love about them being at that riverside, there were some praying women. We nurture, we are nurturers, we carry stuff. We carry stuff in our spirit. It gets deep down inside of us. And I think in Jeremiah was talking, Jeremiah was talking about those weeping women. Those, those weeping women who were ready and willing to come in and pray. They, that Jeremiah said, call for them. Call for them. Call for those women to start getting up and praying. Ladies, we have a responsibility. Me and you have one too. But we have a re responsibility to start praying. There are some things that need to be broken. There are some things in our home that needs to be broken. They're going to be broken through prayer. Community, there are things in our community that just needs to be broken, but they're only going to be broken through prayer. You got to pray for your child. I'm praying for DJ. I'm praying for my nieces and nephews. I'm praying for them. I always, I always look at the Lord and I say, listen, he ain't that little boy I put in the sink. Do like to do, take a little bath in the sink. He ain't that little boy no more. But you know what the Lord told me? And you ain't that same woman who put him in there. So all I had to do was just say, okay, Lord. I asked for him to come here. 
so we could pour into his life. I brought him, this, I brought him to church as a baby, crying for milk. All the way in Atlanta, couldn't find a store, could we in? But we had to pull over and find a convenience store somewhere. And I, I'm telling y'all, before we pulled out the parking lot, he was through with the bottle. I'm just saying, y'all, it's just certain things our kids are going to take us through. But then we got to be praying. We got to be ever before the throne of grace and mercy. We got to be praying for our teachers, for our superintendent of schools. We got to be praying for the White House. We got to be praying for the candidates that are running for office, whether it be Republican or Democrat. Prayer is needed. And then I found that Lydia was faithful in her obedience. And God is calling us to be obedient to the word of God. When Paul, when, when Lydia got saved and, and, and baptism was that requirement that I'm sure Paul spoke about. Where the Lord says, go to the furthest most parts of this world. And, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, baptize them in the name of Jesus Christ. Lydia was obedient to that. How about some of us? We probably would have said, now you want me to get in that dirty water? You asking me to go down deep in there? You want to submerge me in that water? Can, can't you find another place? Is there a pool nearby or something? See, I don't want to mess up nothing, Paul. But we have these moments where we're just not obedient to the word of God. And you can you, you look at yourself and say, that is me. We're not. And, and the only way we're going to get healed and the only way we're going to leave this church whole is we got to admit it. Because, listen, too many times we just come into church and we ain't admitting that we fall short of the glory of God. I fall short, Lord, and I need your help. I need your help. It ain't the worst thing y'all, you can do, y'all. Because he already knows. That's the part that gets you. He already knows. He has perceived your thoughts from afar. He already knows your heart because he built you. But why is it that we think we can get by? Everybody want to get by. We want to get by with something. And you don't want to put in the work. We just want everything like that. I'm just telling y'all, we are in a sad state when we cannot feel comfortable confessing our sins before our Lord and Savior, who already knows. We are in a sad state when we can't be obedient to the word of God. We are in a sad state. And, you know, if judgment is going to start in the house of faith, it's going to start right here. Why don't we get it right before he come and get us? We, I'm, I'm telling y'all, we have a I'm in the spirit, y'all. I'm, I'm telling you what the spirit of God is laying on my heart this morning. We're in a sad state. God is looking for some faithfulness. Some faithfulness to his word. Sometimes you ain't got to go out here and say nothing. Somebody ought to know you saved by the blood of Jesus. Just by the way you carry yourself. You ain't got to tell them. Oh, yeah, that, she, oh yeah, that, that light, that light. She, she's that enlightened woman that Jesus was talking about in, when Paul was writing in Ephesians. Yeah, she's that enlightened woman. I can see it in her heart. 
Yeah, I can see that she's that person. There's something special about us. There's something special about us. But we don't walk around like we special. If Mary Kay ain't told us we special, if Macy's got something in that ain't told us we special, some of us women, we walk around like we ain't special. I, I, I'm telling you, when, Paul, when, when Lou said a certain woman, something rose up in me because I'm that certain woman. Yeah, I'm that certain woman. And I'm believing it too. And I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to walk like I'm that certain woman. And that's what God is just calling us to be faithful in our prayer. He's calling us to be obedient. And then God is telling us also that I want you to be faithful in your service to me. We know Lydia opened her home to, 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 the, to the disciples and, and, to, her, and to, to, to those servants that were in her home. Lydia didn't just stop there. Lydia wanted to know the better things of God. She was always searching. She was always looking. I, I, the, the scripture doesn't give us a whole lot about Lydia, but there are things that I feel like I infer in my spirit according to what God has led me to believe. Lydia was faithful in her service to God. Nothing stopped Lydia. I'm telling you, the woman had to walk miles and miles and miles to get to the riverbank. Because within the city on the walls, it said, don't bring no unknown religion in here. She lived among pagans. And do we not live amongst those? But we still have a service. We still have a service. We still have to let our light shine before the world that they may see the Lord Jesus Christ. We still have to be of service to God, not only in, in, in our home or where we work, but in our church. Do you know, women, that you are so gifted I just see gifts when I look out there. I see God has gifted you with so many things. You have so much potential. But let one thing make you think that you cannot operate in what the Spirit of God has laid on your heart. You will sit down and you will not be of service. And you know for a fact that the Holy Spirit is leading you. He is guiding you to go ahead and take this, to do this thing for me. And that's another thing. You got to forget it ain't about you. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ and him crucified. Well, you got so many gifts in this church. There are things that I only realize and I only hear when, when, when I do ask and you, you accept. And I, and I go away thinking, man, I didn't know that lady could do that. I have no idea she was, I didn't know she was that. Man, she's a prayer warrior. My God, she, I didn't even know. God, she could speak a word. Lord, she's a good exalter. I, I had no idea. All those gifts, all those gifts, all these gifts that are just sitting there. And God wants to use you. What you're doing right now, don't get me wrong. You're doing it in faith. You're doing it in honor of God. But don't you know there's more? There is more that is required of you. There is more that you can do. You ain't gifted with just one thing. Some of y'all are mothers, grandmothers, great-grandmothers. You have different titles. You have different gifts. But you, you, you use them. But you got to use what God has planted on the inside of you. 
Because it's going to come that day when that footage is run. And he's going to ask you, what did you do with that that I gave you? What did you do with this that I gave you? You think you're going to be able to say, well, I was afraid of what the people might say. If you were like me, you're just going to sit there and cry. Because I'm going to weep over those things that I know God planted in me that I'm not doing. And, and, and it's the same, y'all. The word of God is living and active. But God wants it to be living and active in us. You cannot lead this house of worship today the same way you came in. I believe the spirit of God is just calling you. He's just asking you, can I find somebody, someone that will just say yes to me? Is is, is that just someone who will just look at their heart, just just start to intellectually look and, 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 and compare what I'm thinking to the word of God and say yes. Yes, yes, Lord God, use me in whatever capacity you want to use me. I forget about myself. I sit myself down and I I take a seat and I let you lift me up. Is there a yes out there this morning that is just willing to have, let God have his way in your life because you're going to be better for it. And in my own life, I just started to look and say, listen, Jesus, As you told Lydia, you said, I have judged you to be faithful. And 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 then he says, listen, I want you to come into my house. See, Nita, you weren't faithful over all things, but those few things I gave you, you were faithful over those things. So come unto my rest. And he's going to tell me, you know, you're a good and faithful servant. And that's what this congregation longs to hear, Lord God. We just want to say yes. So if you would just stand to your feet, would that be a yes this morning? Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.